Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you ready? You can't see my face, right? No, obviously not. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. In the thing, okay. Yeah, okay. Welcome back to another episode. Oh, that's so fucking sad. Okay, um, anyway, today's episode features the lovely Sky. We're gonna cover everything to do with TikTok. I'm obsessed with TikTok, so I mean <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to her because she has like gone viral, like she has fans, you know? Like just wanna talk to her about like her experiences with everything. So yeah, let's just get straight into the episode. So I got Sky with me and we're just going to talk about TikTok and everything to do with the app and like how her experience has been with it. So yeah, this is Sky. Hi everyone, it's great to be on this virtual podcast. <laughs> How's quarantine been for you? Quarantine actually hasn't been that bad. We're in Hong Kong, so um, our social distancing me- measures have been relaxed recently. So it's actually quite good here. That's good. So let's just get straight into it. I'm just going to say a disclaimer. We're literally not professionals at all. So like everything is down to personal experience. So like just be really kind and really open-minded when you listen to the podcast because she's literally just giving her personal experiences and yeah, it's all about self-growth and like everyone's own like personal journey. So yeah, Sky. You've gone really famous over TikTok, like immensely. So I don't know, how, like, how do you deal with that? Like, is that like a lot of pressure from people who like see your like videos? Do you feel like you have to like please them, if you get what I mean? I feel like part of social media is having to please people. And obviously I try to put out content that I think that my followers will enjoy. And I wouldn't exactly call it fame, but having a substantial amount of followers does mean that there is some sort of pressure for me to post every day. Um, And if I don't, you sort of get people being like, where are you? Are you not dedicated? And of course you want to seem dedicated. So I think it is, um, it can be tough, but I do really enjoy what I do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people like think making a video is so easy. But it comes, there's a lot of production that comes behind it. Like, I know like TikTok's like only like 60 seconds sometimes or 15 seconds. But you need to make sure like that you're happy with that content and you want to be able to like put like really like high quality like videos out for your followers and like for yourself as well. So you can be like, okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. That is true. I I wouldn't ever put something out there that I think that is bad quality. If I know I can do better, then I will get it so that it is the best that I can get it before I post it out there. Because I know that that's what people are going to see. And if it's bad content, then I don't, I wouldn't follow myself if I posted bad content, I, yeah, if exactly. I were there. So yeah. So what was your first viral video and how is that like gaining like that social engagement from your fans? I think, so I started TikTok in summer and it was actually a bit of an experiment. I sort of thought, how TikTok famous can I get in one summer? And this whole summer I was out there trying 
playing with the algorithm, seeing what I could do. And at the very end was GCSE results day. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I put my results on that? Um, because I've seen it a lot on YouTube videos and I saw that these YouTube videos are doing quite well. And so I put my results on there and that was my first viral video. And right. people were like, we want to know how you studied. And so from there, I started doing some study tips and that's how I got basically all of the viral videos I have. So like, how is it this year? Because obviously like quarantine and everything. So obviously GCSE didn't happen. So at A-levels, obviously. So like that, like, obviously that, that was like a big part of your like personal like fame, I guess you could call it. Um, actually, since GCSEs were cancelled, I lost a lot of followers. Um, yeah. Maybe 15,000 followers. And so I sort of, it was, it was kind of sad. I was like, okay, these people clearly only followed for the study tips. And I do put out a lot of content that isn't just study tips. So there's dance content, there's comedy. Um, mm. But I guess these people were there for the study tips. And I can understand why they would want to unfollow. Um, yeah. but I've tried to steer away from just having my specialty being study tips and I'm trying to broaden the range of videos that mm -hmm. I put out. Do you think that like sometimes when you have like negative feedback or like backlash from people, does that like put you down as a person or like, do you feel like the, the community should be like a lot more positive and just like have a better outlook and like what everyone does? I do feel like TikTok is getting more and more negative, but mm -hmm. I don't really let it get to me because I feel like everyone with a bit of followers is going to get some sort of hate at some point because there are always going to be people who disagree with your opinions, with your values, mm -hmm. or just silly things, just like disliking you and forming a judgment of you as a person without even knowing mm -hmm. you first. Um, yeah. And I think it's something that you need to be prepared for before you get into the world of TikTok because I think it at sometimes it can be quite a negative platform but overall I would say that there is a lot of support from my followers. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the like obsession with it like how do you think it's become so popular over this past year because I feel like everyone's getting involved like even like me like as a uni student like so many people from a uni they're all downloading it now like I think it's become bigger than like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, because it's like something that like everyone finds entertaining. I think that I was thinking about this earlier and I thought one of the reasons I think that TikTok is so big is not only because there is a huge range of content, so there is something for everyone, but also because of the short length of the videos. Mm -hmm. And I feel like although YouTube is pretty much just TikTok with longer videos, with YouTube, some of these videos can go on for hours and you want to see one small thing and it can sometimes take 10 minutes and then you have ads and mm -hmm. I feel like it's just not that conducive as a platform. Whereas with yeah. TikTok, your whole For You page is customized to the videos that you enjoy. They are limited to 60 seconds. So for a generation which seems to have shorter attention spans, that yeah, I, I feel like TikTok mm -hmm. is a really good platform for keeping the young people engaged. Yeah, I think it's like because like it it was musically and then like it converted into like musically and Vine because it's like these like short entertaining videos that like 
people just enjoy doing because sometimes for like Instagram, Twitter, these are planned out posts. These are things that people put like, you know, like, I guess like a lot of pressure to like put up this like persona of themselves on like these platforms because like there's a lot of like things that come into like Instagram, Twitter, like for example, like body image, self-confidence, self-esteem, because I think that those platforms in particular are like really, they like really test the like boundaries of people because people can hide behind their screens and just be like, you're so ugly or like, you're not really good at this. But I feel like that's happening to TikTok a lot more now. Like, what do you think like about like this backlash with like Charlie D'Amelio and this like copycat girl, like, what do you think about that? Wow. I mean, I really do feel bad for that girl. People say things like, you're Walmart Charlie. I mean, it wasn't her fault that she looks like Charlie in, mm. in her jeans. Yeah. And I do, I do feel bad for the amount of backlash that she got. But I can see... I can see how some people would think that she's trying to be Charlie. And obviously, you know, I want to be Charlie. <laughs> like... Charlie is amazing. She is an incredible dancer. She is, Mm -hmm. I think she's recently turned 16 and she has a global following, 52 Mm -hmm. million. She's thanking her followers for a new million every day. And she has three or four billion likes. That is Mm -hmm. insane. And she should be so proud of that. And so honestly, I can't blame anyone for wanting to be Charlie. And I feel bad for this girl who just happens to look like her. I know. It's so like, you can see how nasty the world is. And they have like so many perceptions and like connotations placed against different people. And they don't know what that person's life is behind that screen. So they just make these like assumptions to throw out like these like expectations. But they're actually like, completely different people to what people assume they are and I think especially when you start building a platform and having a following especially when you are really young like you and like Charlie D'Amelio and like Addison they've all like they're all really young you guys are all really young and like the way this world and society is working nowadays is just so it's so destroying and it's like heartbreaking to see like how people can be so nasty But I think, like, with how everything is now with, like, the coronavirus, I think people should be more positive and use this as, like, an outlook to be, like, okay, I've done this in the past, but how can I grow from it? How can I become a better person? How do you think, like, people should be on this platform? And how do you think you would want your followers to be like? So I feel like, cancel culture is more and more a thing right now mm-hmm. and it's it's really sad to see that how one young person can make a mistake aged whatever the age they are 13 14 15 and they can be cancelled in inverted commas like what what does it mean to be cancelled I, I don't mm-hmm. think that being cancelled should be a thing if the person is truly sorry then they should be given the opportunity to show that they're they are sorry and be able to move forward from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that TikTok is a platform where it is more and more common to just say, okay, that person was rude in a video. They are canceled. We 
do not claim them is how they phrase it and then they mm-hmm. it's it's like if you don't like their content i don't really understand why you can't just unfollow them block them yeah. click the not interested button and why you need to actively go and hate on people mm-hmm. so i think that cancel culture really is something that needs to stop because mm-hmm. it's it's just sad to see how people's lives have been ruined and you can see them they're crying on their live streams apologizing like what more do you want them to do i think the biggest scandals on tiktok especially was the chase hudson thing when he said the n-word and um nessa barrett's one when she did the quran thing and i think I completely understand where people are coming from, but like, you have to understand that people make mistakes. Everyone is human. We all like, we're not perfect, but like, obviously like there's down to like, that like lack of education in that certain aspect. And like, you can't blame them for it. Like they're just human. They, they're living their lives. They might not know about it enough. And like, I think with this expectation of like people knowing everything, it's like, you're creating this like unrealistic like atmosphere where people have to like know like every single thing there is to like know about like life in general that that is true the nessa thing the chase thing obviously what they both did was offensive and the fans obviously made that very clear and saying you can't do that and then they apologized but then the hate didn't stop Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't take back their actions. What's done is done, and it was. It was a matter of ignorance and them not knowing the consequences of of their actions. But I don't. I don't think that cancelling is is really necessary because they're both under so much pressure and they get so much hate. It's like cyberbullying yeah. on all sorts of social media platforms, not just TikTok. On their Instagram pages, on Twitter, and mm-hmm. it's just sad because they're teenagers and they're going to remember this this hate this torrent of hate that they received online for the rest of their lives yeah if you compare this to like disney stars in particular it's so similar like they went through their same thing obviously in that like time and it's literally the same like with tiktok uh, like and like instagram it's the same thing but it's different if you get what i mean because it's like it's the same experiences that they've experienced, but like obviously like these older people, they've experienced it in their own way. So it's hard for like, I guess like the older generation to like grasp like how like intense that feeling is. And especially at a young age, you're creating content and it's, it was like unplanned fame. It was unwanted fame and you just got it overnight. And it's like, wow, I, I have to like, you know, like, I want to be who I am, but I also want to do stuff for my fans and, like, you know, provide them, like, content that they're interested in. And I think there's, like, a lot of pressure and, like, commitment when it comes to that. Because you're in school. I think people don't realize that, like, these kids are in like, people are in school as well. Like, how do you manage, like, school with this? I don't think TikTok actually affects my studies at all. Um, I want to say it's more of a leisure thing and I don't take it that seriously where it is like a lifestyle um but it's just something i like to do do in my free time so if i don't have time to put out content then i don't have time to put out content i'm gonna prioritize my education because like i remember like 
I was talking to Antonia and like she was like I've got so much work to do and like obviously like we're like seven hours ahead of like the UK and like it's managing that time but also like social media shouldn't feel like a job it should feel like a hobby it should feel like an interest that you're like oh my god I'm so excited to do this not like oh I have to do this today I have to put this up today it's like it's unnecessary pressure placed against an individual when there shouldn't be we're allowed to live our lives the way we want to and we're allowed to like have interests and hobbies in certain things and it shouldn't be you know like pitted up against by like people who have unwanted hate and who like get off by like you know spreading all this negativity into this world and like un like lashing out on people for no reason I do I do completely agree with you that the social media for me is just it's just a hobby and until it gets to a point where I am at Charlie level I don't think that it needs to be to a point where I feel obligated to to create content because ultimately I'm just doing it for fun mm-hmm. um and I do I do feel like there is negativity that does sort of suck some of the fun out of TikTok but yeah. it's just something that I've been taking in my stride and I'm, I'm not going to let it get to me and I'm not going to let TikTok affect my education to be honest mm-hmm. so how do you manage being an international student because you're living in Hong Kong but you're also living in living in the UK for school so like is it a sense of like both of these places are home to you but like obviously you have your separate lives like how is it managing that um, so I actually, I grew up in London. When I was three months old, I uh, moved to London from Hong Kong mm-hmm. um, and I grew up there. Um, I'm in Hong Kong now because I'm just with my family. It's, it's safer here um, in terms of the um, coronavirus, coronavirus outbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do, I really do love both cities and I would consider both of them my home. I do have dual nationalities, so um, mm-hmm. I am going between the two places quite often, visiting family, yeah. visiting friends. Um, but I do, I do love having the best of both worlds because I love both cities so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's, a lot it's, of people don't have this opportunity to like go overseas and study. So like when like they see someone online who's like able to do that and like who has like, I think like, because for me and my sisters especially and like I'm sure like you get this and like a couple of my friends who like go overseas they're always like why do you have an accent like that's weird to me and it's like because we're put in this environment we're not putting it on you know we're not like saying hey I want to put this like certain like accent on and like say stuff differently no it's just (laughs) it's just how you say you say stuff you like adapt to it you like that's how you are. Like, I don't think anyone can change that. I don't think anyone can put up, put an accent on unless you're like an amazing actor. You get what I mean? Yeah, that is true. I think I, I have a video, which is um, the accent challenge on TikTok. Um, yeah. And it's basically just me saying a few random words going through a list. Um, the video has, I think, over 500,000 views. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really find it funny how people are so fascinated that this is how I speak. They're just sort of yeah. like, I, I can't comprehend, like, why, why do you speak like that? Like, what? I'm like, well, I grew up there. It's just yeah. something that came naturally. It's something that's unexplainable because, you know, like, 
if anyone asks you like on the street like a question and like you respond to them and they're like shocked that it's not going to affect their lives but they like they use that as a way to attack you if you get what I mean like why are you speaking like that like are you putting something on and it's like why are you so bewildered by that like it's it's nothing like that intent it's nothing that like important it's just a little small like aspect of who I am yeah that is true um I I cleared it up in a few videos people were like are you forcing it and I was like no I'm not forcing it (laughs) this is how I speak and I think I've cleared that up now (laughs) I've made a few videos on it but (laughs) the fact that it happened in the first place is just quite funny to me it is really funny because I think that's just like something like that like especially like people who like go overseas like get because I think like obviously there's a a fair share of people who like have the same accent throughout but I think it's just because like obviously like they've like had that lived their life differently but like I've lived most of my life in the UK my sisters have as well you have like Antonia has like it's like that's just who we are and like that's the way we speak so I think people should accept that so next point what do you think the misconceptions are about being Asian that we're all clever (laughs) that we all do maths I think I have a few TikToks where I sort of I do put on a bit of a persona sometimes and I will admit that just to create relatable content where I'm talking about how uh aha like everyone expects me to do math oh no I'm a disappointment to my Asian family because I don't do math A level <laughs> I just want to say that actually none of that is true my parents put no pressure on me whatsoever um mm. I don't have tiger parents who who see me as a disappointment my parents are very proud of me um <laughs> but um it's just I think it's funny you see the comments and there's a video of me doing a quiz and it's like general knowledge questions mm-hmm. and I get all the general knowledge questions pretty quickly until the maths one comes on um and you can see me thinking there for a bit and I have the comments which are like oh but but you're Asian why did the maths take you so long and it's like yeah. oh, well well not it, every Asian is like you know, like STEM, like in that like specific like subject range. Cause I think that's what like happens. Like people are like, oh, you have to be really good at science and like the engineering, like part of it. Like also like, I don't know, like it's just like, there's a lot of pressure, but like at the same time, I think like this generation in general has like exceeded that pressure. (laughs) And we've just like created a new like type of like persona about like ourselves and like, our like community like Asian community I think another misconception is that sometimes we I don't know there's like a lot of like hate when it comes to like where we're from like people think we're from the same place like Asia is not like Asia is like a country to them like it's if it's like anyone who's like white it's like oh they're from this place like if someone's from spain they're from spain if someone's from germany they're from germany or if someone's english they're from the uk if anyone is asian they they just associate it with like oh you're asian yeah like, like china true. or something or you from like india or something it's like what the two biggest like 
biggest like countries in the world. Yeah, we're definitely from those countries. We're not from like any other country in Asia. I think that is true, but I, I think it's a matter of education and I feel like there isn't enough emphasis placed on that in um, education as a whole. Um, because you see the ignorance in, in the comments when I say, actually, I'm from Hong Kong and the comments are like, so you speak Japanese. I'm sorry, what are they actually saying that? That's so weird. That's like, that billboard is doing that. Like, that's so shocking. How does that have any connotations to living in Hong Kong? If anything, like, I mean, like, obviously, like, I know that, like, there's, like, you speak Cantonese or Chinese there or English. Like, it's Japanese, like, Japan is in the name. That's where the country, like, the, the language is from. So, yeah, I feel like it's not a malicious thing. It's just a genuine lack of knowledge in that department. Um, <laughs> I guess that's, they have to so be shocking. forgiven because they just, they genuinely don't know. And then I reply and I tell mm. them and I explain and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I would love to come visit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah you should. Um, but it's just a genuine lack of knowledge there. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's like, with any malicious know. intent. Yeah, people just don't know like enough. And I think that's, I think with like social media in general, like it's like, in a way it's kind of made people like more ignorant than before. Like I know like for like people like younger than you, like they've like lost that like, you know that like outlook that a lot of people have like with like learning. Cause I think like everything's been put online now to the point where like we're obviously distracted with other things. So we're like, oh, let me just like go on Instagram for a bit or like, oh, let me play this game. When like, I don't know, people like have lost the like, you could say like appetite to do anything. That like, yeah, more like, you know, educational. I think thirst for knowledge um, is, is dwindling a bit. But I also do think that social media can be seen as a positive thing because you get to learn about other people's cultures. Um, and obviously these people who assume that I speak Japanese, I can tell them that I don't and they're learning something new. So I think there are pros and cons of social media yeah. as a whole. So um, I think finally, I just want to talk about the white Asian philosophy because um, there's a lot of 